0: Welcome back to the Echoing Christ podcast. Today we will be discussing false teachers in the modern day church, but first looking at what Jesus and Paul and really the whole corpus of scripture tells us about how to look and watch out for false teaching. Oftentimes we listen to people who are well spoken and are easy to listen to. And are agreeable to what we want to hear. Um, We even often will listen to people who quote things that we like and we agree with. um, Quote the Bible, even. These often are qualities of false teachers. They masquerade as angels of light. Uh, This is 2 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 13. Paul says, For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their mat. Well, sorry, what their actions deserve. So, when you think of false teachers in the modern-day church, they're not like Frankenstein's monster. Not like ugly and big, and like you can just very clearly see who they are. They're more like the wolf in Little Red Riding Hood. They dress up like the grandma, and they're with you, and they're inviting, and they're friendly, and they're amicable, and then they literally... Eat you. Eat you, <laughs> yeah. The little chompers you have. Yes, they exactly. You. They get you. <laughs> um, and I think one thing that's not talked about enough is tone. Like how people mm-hmm. speak and how easily we can be deceived if they have, like, a friendly tone. But they're, like, friendly blasphemy, you know? Joel Stevens. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a very friends, weird... I
1: think, that just nobody should go to hell.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of the people we're going to cover probably Listen, have that very friendly he, voice. He
1: learned the Matthew McConaughey voice, and now mm-hmm. he uses it to lead people to
2: hell. Yeah, you also have the Matthew McConaughey voice going on. You say three words and then take a break.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So so one big thing with false apostles, false teachers, is not how they say it. It's what they say. Um, I have a friend, Tom, he's been on the podcast before. He's a big proponent. He says, in our culture, tears equals truth. You start crying up there, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, this guy's real, he's authentic, he's telling how it really is. He's
3: clearly emotional for a reason.
0: Yeah, exactly. And oftentimes you see this pop up. Mm-hmm. But the main thing, they could be crying, that's great. But is what they're saying scriptural? Right. Are they going along with the culture, or going along with the scriptures? Here's a quote from uh, Desiring God uh, article writer Greg Morse. He says, the best lies always cater to what's trending. False teacher, teachers play the fiddles and songs the culture is already humming. The true prophets, Jesus and John the Baptist, were the ones chided for not playing along. You remember the, um, the peoples would say, we, we played a song for you, but you didn't dance. We sang a dirge, but you didn't mourn. Mm-hmm. Jesus and the, John the Baptist went headlong, hit went into the culture, but false teachers are swimming in the culture. Mm-hmm. So, They are out there. Uh, I think we're going to read a few verses just to remind us as believers that false teachers are prevalent in our day. All
3: right. um, Acts 20, uh, 29 through 30 says, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them.
0: Mm. From your own selves, mm-hmm. that's kind of terrifying. From your church, from your people, small group leaders—they don't have to be on the, at the pulpit.
1: Yeah. Usually, yeah. they get blocked out from the pulpit, then they go start their own yeah, thing. It's true. And you're like, well there's well, can't use that name. Let's <laughs> <laughs> there's so and so from church. Yeah. Riley
2: was about to name <laughs> name drop going to name drop <laughs> in a, he was trouble.
1: I wasn't gonna name drop. I just there's too many people in our church mm-hmm. with the same name mm-hmm. that might oh, get offended oh, that I was nice. going to Yeah. It's always
2: both. Yeah, you would have been in trouble. <laughs> What does
1: Second Timothy say, Riley? <laughs> <laughs> Second Timothy uh, in chapter four, uh, verses three through four, says, "For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doc- uh, doctrine, and said uh, to suit up their own desire, to suit their own desires, uh, they will gather around a great number of teachers to say that, uh, to say what their itching ears want to hear, uh, they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside from myths."
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we it says there will be many people who want to gather lots of false teachers to themselves, Mm -hmm. and you kind of see this happen in denominations. Thankfully, in the Southern Baptist Convention, it hasn't happened for a while. I think it did happen in the 70s and 80s, as I think Paul Brewster last week would have attested to that. Mm -hmm. J.D. would attest to that when he was in seminary. Uh, There's lots of false teaching going on. Um, But they just want more and more um, tell me what I want to hear. Actually, when my grandma was one time in the hospital, she's alive and made it out of this, but um, it looked like it was not good for her, and she got me real close to her, and she said, like, don't tell people what they want to hear. Like, don't uh, preach to itching She literally said that, and uh, I took it very seriously, and, like, really, I've meditated on that a lot. I don't think I have, <laughs> but um, she knows, like, It's a real thing, and the denomination Mm -hmm. that she was in was the one that just split because half of them said a little over half said we're against homosexuality, and the other half said we're for it. So, false teaching is real. Mm -hmm. I think it's
2: such an interesting term, itching ears. Yeah, Uh, I don't know what it is about it, but it just stands out. But then in the book of Second Peter, uh, chapter two, verse one, it says, "But they were able. There were also false prophets among the people." Just as there will be false teachers among you, they will secretly introduce destructive heresies, mm-hmm. even denying the sovereign Lord who brought them, who, who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. that's um, I, don't, I don't, know. It's just so wild the idea of well, these, denying
1: every God. every scripture we read. Mm-hmm. Just brings up a mm-hmm. topic from the false teachers I have picked. Yeah. I don't want to speak on it so bad, yeah. but I'll wait my turn. <laughs> yeah. we're going to, we, hold on. We're we're gonna, to, we're we've gonna got be, a line
2: here. <laughs> we're going to be patient, but yeah. it is kind of weird, like, actually studying some of these a little bit deeper, and you see that they're... Ministers, but as the video I watched it showed kids, that they—they're ministers, but they want to act like they're mini stars. Mm-hmm. They—they yeah. care more about what the public thinks about them, yeah. as opposed to bringing up like well, true doctrine and teaching people. Yeah, and
1: that's—I've been actually uh, reading John Piper's uh, Ex- Expository exaltation and that will change your perspective on teaching mm-hmm. if you want to become a teacher. Because before that, I viewed it as, I'm here to give these people a message so that they can learn about God. But what John Piper says to do is to worship God through Mm -hmm. your teaching. So, it's sure, it's beneficial for you to hear it and to study it. It's beneficial for the people to hear it and study it and then go off and study it on their own. But the main goal of preaching and teaching is to worship God. Mm -hmm. And
2: I'm going to say this, and Kinsler's talked about it before, and it's just, it's from James 3, it's uh, the first verse that says, not many of you should become teachers, mm-hmm. my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. And that's something that all these people that we're going to talk about, something we're not going to mention, they're going to have to answer to, and Kinsler's very serious about that too, and he's talked about it, you have to answer for everything you taught in. So I want to say anybody that's listening that maybe wants to fill the role of a pastor someday think about that and what you're teaching your flock because you have to answer for everything
1: get you say get your theology straight <laughs> yeah, a that's, very, yeah. that's a verse that has haunted me. <laughs> it's a very serious since I found my calling <laughs> yeah. it's just like I'm very mm-hmm. likely to screw up. Yeah, I've like, already screwed up and <laughs> told people stuff that wasn't one hundred percent right. It's like, oh my goodness.
0: Well, so like one thing along that fear This is Second Peter two nine. It's for false teachers, which is not good. But then, for us, whenever we fail, Second um, Peter two verse nine. Sorry, I'm there. Says I got it. Sorry. <laughs> If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and how to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. So he's been talking all about false teachers, and he says, Even if all of this is so, the Lord knows how to rescue the godly. So like God's still going to do what he's going to bring his children to the land of promise. Um, Jesus also warns us, this is Matthew 7, verse 15. He says, Watch out, or beware, be on your toes for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Mm-hmm. And then in Matthew 16, 6, Jesus said, Be careful, be on your guard against the yeast or the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And the Pharisees and Sadducees, Jesus says that, you know, they go, they'll like travel miles and miles and across sea to make one convert like these are people that can be like so evangelism serious and like so mm-hmm. hungry and they're like serving and they're like like jesus says that the pharisees uh have the best seats in the synagogue like they're at the front of the church they're like so engaged but yet what are they teaching What are they teaching? Is it in line with the scriptures? Are you just listening to what people are saying when you scroll on TikTok? When you just hear on the radio? Are you just like listening and not understanding what's true and what's. Because here's the true thing falsehood is coming into your mind through some outlet right now. But if you're just like, if you can't discern, you're saying no falsehood is coming into my feed. Then you've been duped. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you don't. That's the you, falsehood right there. <laughs> yeah, that is the falsehood. That's good. Um, so if you're not if you're not discerning what's true and what's false, um, that's that's a problem. And then the scripture would call us to avoid right the false teachers.
3: Second John ten says, if anybody comes to you and does not bl- bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or even give him any greeting. Hmm. He tells you to explicitly reject that.
1: And then uh, Romans 16 says in uh, verse 17, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way uh, that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them.
2: And, say, and Paul says in Galatians 1, he's talking about no other gospel. Starting verse 8, he says... But If we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preached to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, anybody preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse.
0: Yeah, and that be under God's curse, that's another way of saying, like let them in their current state go to hell. That's literally the Greek. And you say, why you let them go to hell? Because they're literally sending people to hell mm-hmm. with their teaching. Mm-hmm. Their teaching is plotting against the Lord. Cherry and I are just reading in Nahum, and it's when Nineveh was plotting against the Lord. It says basically God puts an end to their plot. Like imagine trying to write a story against God's story. <laughs> like He's like, you're just a chapter, my boy. <laughs> like I'm about to cut you off, and God will not allow that um, to seek and in, seep into His true believers. Um, Jesus says, you know, there's going to be this false teaching that could deceive even the elect if that were possible. It's not possible. You can't be ultimately deceived, but we still stand up to false teachers. And we're going to name some today because you say, is that, is that wrong? I have some family who believes it's wrong uh, to name false teachers. I think it's unloving to call them out. But I do not think so because Paul called out six false teachers. Here's in Philippians, he called them out um, in Second Corinthians. Um, a few in Philippians. But here are the names. He said Demas, Phagellus, Hermogenes, Hymenaeus, Alexander, and Philetus. All of those guys he, he called out as different false teachers. So, um, we're going to kind of take a quick lay of the land here and what we see of popular teachers that are at least teaching falsehoods. And nothing
3: screams popular more than the granddad himself, Kenneth Copeland. This man is the mastermind of false teachers. He Mm -hmm. is the pinnacle of not only spreading this, but succeeding off it. With his net worth of, I don't know, I think it was like back in 2019, but $760 million. Yeah, I think. In I've, just his net worth alone. I think when
2: I read that book, God Reading the Prosperity Gospel by Costi, or yeah, Costi talked about it and he said he made like a couple hundred million dollars in one year. That's, yeah. That's, that's, insane. And that's
1: from laying on the pants to your TV screen right there. And way back when the
3: coronavirus was a big thing. He demanded more money. He mm. told them, I don't care, you even slip it under the door if you have to, don't stop giving to the church.
0: Mm.
3: And he was trying to get people there, mm. still in the midst of the pandemic. Um, he has a very hands-on approach, quite literally hands-on approach, mm. to the faith. He claims that the faith is, works the same way as gravity and that it is a force that can be controlled mm. and that's how god that's where god's power comes from
1: mm.
3: Mm. um he gets it from hebrews eleven one. probably should have had that flipped two to begin with but that's 12.
2: sorry i was thinking something if somebody gets
3: there before i do read it thank you <laughs> Um so now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So there was a viral clip of him talking telling people to put their hands on the TV. Put your hands on the TV, pray the coronavirus away. It was a huge clip back when um back when the coronavirus was big. Um And that's he claims that he had that power Mm. to heal people just by saying it, Mm. Um,
0: kind of manifesting through his words. Yeah, yeah.
3: He, I just, I don't know where that comes from. Mm. I'm just gonna be straight up blunt.
0: I can tell you where it doesn't come from. The Bible, the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's demonic so demonic teaching, the law of attraction, mm-hmm. uh, manifesting you speaking things into into being. Um, it's a complete um, corrupting of what saving faith is. Um, saving faith is trusting in Christ, and then He does not ever promise any blessings of physical, financial. Um, he only promises mm-hmm. eternal life and His presence. You know, that's what Jesus... Jesus says eternal life is this knowing the Son and the Father who sent sent Him. So, and that's enough. That's all you need. Because, yeah, like, A.J. Kenneth Copeland is, like, prosperity gospel guru, you know. And and televangelist. And, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Um, And there's obviously a problem with that because people are calling in. Your mom called in. Riley's mom, when she was on here, she talked about how she called in to someone online or or on the TV. It's like, I want to get saved. And they're like, oh, just say this thing and you're good. And your mom's like, oh, I'm good. And then goes back to living, you know. You're not saved. I mean, you're just telling someone you're not involved in a church. You're not having any discipleship. No follow-up. Yeah.
3: So he also has a big thing about the covenant of convenience.
0: Okay.
3: So Copeland says, quote, God has no avenue of lasting faith or moving in the earth. He had to have a covenant with somebody. He had to be invited in. So, in other words, or he wouldn't come in. End quote. Mm
2: -hmm. Speak.
0: (laughs) Come in. Come in (laughs) where? Where? What's he talking about?
3: I assume what he meant by that. Surround for the context. He was talking about God coming into somebody's oh, okay. heart.
0: okay. I see.
3: Which, in mm-hmm. part, is true. Mm-hmm. You do have to accept mm-hmm. God to come into your heart. But
0: He makes the first move. But yeah. the
3: claim saying that He has no avenue of lasting faith.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah i I don't know all all the context on that. Um, I think the main thing with Kenneth, Cop- Kenneth Copeland, is the the prosperity gospel, and then the, if you believe right, you'll be healed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy, it's called Lifestyle Christianity, he's got dreadlocks, You know? I know you're talking about, and I've yeah, seen people post about him. Yeah. Oh, ah, almost had it, it's okay, <laughs> I lost it. Um, but he basically teaches, you know, why aren't you healed? Why is your back hurting? You know, it's because you don't have enough faith? You just... Don't believe God enough. Um, But that is not thought. Paul has this thorn in the flesh. He has a physical suffering that he never gets taken away. He asks God three times.
3: He also says, quote, God is on the outside looking in. In order to have any say in the earth, he must Mm. have a covenant with man. Mm. Since man was a key figure in the fall... Mm. Man has to be the key figure in redemption also, and then he brings up how God came to Abram
0: mm-hmm. and used abram and as created a a... and
3: created that covenant with him so the argument an argument was struck between God and Abram that quote, "gave God access to earth.
0: Mm. yeah, it's very weird it's like. God's, like, itching to get into the earth. It's like he made it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He it's walked in the odd. garden with
2: yeah. Adam and Eve. He he created the past code, and then he forgot it. He's like, hey, He's like, hey let me in. Hey, I forgot the code. What is it? <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> that is phenomenal, Alex. That's a great <laughs> illustration.
3: <laughs> he goes on with this as well, saying, quote, God reenacted with Abram what Satan had done to Adam. Now... He tempted him? I'm not sure
1: where in the Bible it says that. Nowhere. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what he means by that.
0: Yeah,
1: that. Tempted, like... He's talking about, like, so he, when he's sacrificing Isaac?
0: I don't know yeah, I don't <laughs> know the context of any of those. No, except
3: God did not sneak in and use deception, and Abram bought it. So God didn't even tempt oh. this man. Abram was just like, yeah, all right.
0: Yeah, it seems like he does not have a very grounded understanding of the Bible. He seems really like, doesn't. Yeah. Seems, yeah, that's, seems
1: that's, to that's be a Seems to be a common denominator with false <laughs> teachers. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we don't
2: here. run into that quite a bit here.
1: So, <laughs> speaking of big old televangelists, prosperity gospel... You've been waiting on another big name, and that would be Joel, Osteen himself. No L. I thought there was an L in there. I did too. I I typed his name. I up. say it with an L, and I won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Osteen. That man has got a soothing voice. He got this. It's just like the uh, adulterous woman. He's got the voice body. like silk. Mm-hmm. Feet the footsteps lead to the grave. Oh. All right, but uh, yeah. I was introduced to Joel, seen at a young age. Uh, My parents had started going to church, uh, circa two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and that's when him and like Joyce Myers were just popping off because the internet was like getting all kinds of Mm -hmm. all kinds of uh, new content, Mm -hmm. and so with that you get. The telemark or not the telemarketer, the, tele- the <laughs> <now>. switch <laughs> switching over to the internet. And so that was blasting in my house for about a year and a half. Um, but yeah, a lot of prosperity gospel from Joel Osteen. I just watched a clip from him actually uh, where he was saying, yelling at his congregation, God doesn't want us to be poor. He didn't call us to uh, live lowly lives with nothing. <laughs>
0: Have which you is read the bible which is
1: take up your cross daily <laughs> whatever that looks like it it looks like poverty to some people um but he said we should be living lavish luxury lives mm-hmm. because god that's what god would want and there's no biblical basis for that uh, if you haven't caught onto that that's going to be the common denominator again mm-hmm. uh, no biblical basis yep. <laughs> for anything these people say mm-hmm. um and then you know what? I looked up the mission state or the statement of faith for his ministry. Which congratulations for being not selfless at all and calling it Joel Stein Ministries. The same with <laughs> Kenneth Copeland Ministries. These these guys love to display their names yes. on billboards. They love hearing their own names. But what their statement of faith is is correct. It's mm-hmm. the gospel. It's copy and pasted from the Bible. Mm-hmm. There, I have no problem with their statement yeah. of faith what 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 is it? if you don't well, that Jesus really came to or yeah. <laughs> died no. for our sins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the only way to heaven is to believe in Jesus mm-hmm. but if you watch any interview that Joel Osteen is being interviewed in uh Larry King that's a very famous one he's in mm-hmm. um, which you should go watch side by side watch the John uh, not John Piper John MacArthur, uh, John MacArthur and the uh Joel Osteen side by side, uh, Larry King interviews. They are mm-hmm. polar opposites. They are. Um, so he's interviewed by Larry King. I saw one where he's interviewed by Oprah. Mm-hmm. Larry King asks, "Well, what about Muslims, Jews, Hindus?" Mm-hmm. And Joel simply responds, "Well, me and my father, we, we went to India and they love the God. <laughs> love God. They love many gods." All of no, which are no. false. They
3: quote, "They love the God,"
1: <laughs> and that's the thing you'll hear is like sometimes in this, it's just like every religion has the same God. We're all worshiping God, oh, no. a God, right? That's that's what they want you to believe. That's just another misconception. There is the God, which is the Christian God, but people just want to hear that everybody can go to heaven if you believe in something. Uh so he, he says that he says that uh he don't he doesn't think that religious people will say, just put a, a broad term mm-hmm. to it, will go to hell. Mm-hmm. And then on the Oprah show uh she says, uh, what about gay people? You know, it's pop culture, you know, everybody's homosexual now. <laughs> LGBTQ I mean, is just I, I mean, the alphabet soup community just
3: goes I
2: mean, crazy. I'm gonna sit here. And say Not say There's four people in this room that I'm pretty sure. Okay, <laughs> Listen, <laughs> homosexuality. No
1: homosexuality is a big problem in the church today. Uh, it's <laughs> a big speaking point. Um, it is wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no. There's no notion of that. Often misquoted uh, for pe- the word for pedophilia. Mm-hmm in the Bible. No, it is... We got Kinzer here (laughs) who knows how to translate. It is not pedophilia. It is homosexuality. Not to say that pedophilia is right. It is wrong. (laughs) But you can look it up. Leviticus 18.22. Nobody should have relations... uh, A man should not have relations with a man as he does with a woman. Mm -hmm. There's there's your Mm -hmm. anti-homosexuality little tangent. But... He just says, I, "I don't think I get to tell who goes to heaven mm-hmm. and who goes to hell." Yeah. And he says, oh, I mean, "One that, day," that is true. he I mean. said, "he said we can live without a sin," but he gives you no steps to get there. And the step to that would be salvation, mm-hmm. uh, and in believing that Jesus is your Savior, and with that you can. He's, you know, he said, "As Christians, we should all be accepting, or." We should all accept anybody into the church. Wait, let the any, let so. anybody into the church. I am not I find no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't right. let them teach and don't let them become a Christian without knowing that they are wrong. Because that's going to cause a world of hurt for them and for you. And it hurts the church community. Like, yeah. It, just, it gives us yeah. a bad name. True. But Yeah. homosexual people or people who struggle with homosexuality Mm -hmm. can go to heaven. People will go to heaven Mm -hmm. once they realize that they're wrong and they repent from their sins.
3: See, that's the thing, right?
0: But Joel
1: Osteen does not Mm -hmm. want people to repent. He just wants everybody to go to heaven, Mm -hmm. and that's not going to happen.
0: So, like, on the issue of Joel saying that I don't know... um, it's gonna be another topic Steve, later. Stephen <laughs> Lawson, who's a preacher and Living Near Ministries, um, he really chides those who just say, "I don't know, I don't know, I don't know." Talking about people going to heaven and hell, you know, AJ, you're like, yeah, we don't ultimately, you know, get to say that, you know, but we are the representative of Christ on the earth. So this mm-hmm. is Matthew 16. Jesus talking to Peter, and he says, "I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church." And the gates of hell will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So that's what he, he's saying. The church and its witness is the evidence, the current state of like, if the church says you're good, you're going to heaven. Like the church is so responsible for the truth and Christ is the head of the church. So ultimately it's on Christ. Um, but AJ, what you're getting at, this is First Corinthians 4, 5. Which is, therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time, wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart at that time. Each will receive their praise from God. So, that ultimate judgment, like, I've talked with other pastors and tried to be sympathetic to some points of Joel Osteen and like see he's he will preach the gospel but then he'll add obviously add prosperity gospel and he just doesn't have a backbone and then he twists it and he won't stand on the truth so i would kind of i would classify him as a false teacher george uh, charity's dad um he said that his um mom grandma kathy if you're listening it's okay i'm gonna call out joel i know you listen to him um I think he is a false teacher. I know I know you listen to him. I know you go to a great church. I would just warn you, maybe he's getting things in your heart that you don't see because I tried I gave him a chance. There's on Sirius XM, there's a station of just Joel Osteen. I listened to it. I listened to about ten sermons. Whole sermons. Every single sermon there is blasphemy. Every single one. Every single one. He was teaching prosperity gospel. Another strong point in what makes the false teacher. Yeah.
3: Almost every other sentence they can't go without directly... um, Contradicting. That's the word. Directly contradicting what the Bible says. Now we move to one of my personal favorites here.
2: (laughs) Old Benny Hinn. Mm. So so Benny actually is from... I can't remember where he's from. Mm. I think it's (laughs) Israel, actually. I was looking this up, and there was, like, a war. So, him and his family moved over here. And at 19, that's when he decided to profess his faith um, and get involved into the uh, Pentecostal movement in Toronto, where he lived. Um, And so, I think it was a couple years, like, since he was up there. I think he was, like, 21 at the time. He went to a miracle healing service led by Catherine K. don't know how you pronounce her last name. I'm not going to butcher it, but she was like the leading faith healer in that at that point in time. And then after he left, he felt some kind of movement, and he received a vision, as he says, of people falling into a roaring fire and hearing the words, if you don't preach, every soul who falls will be your responsibility. Um and then, like at night that's that would be yeah
3: right. <laughs> and now, would... every time he preaches, they <laughs> are legitimately his responsibility <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a turntable well you know, it's interesting, I'll get to it later because you know, people do fall at his mm. uh, yeah. yeah um when he speaks, I'll say that for right now, but so in nineteen eighty three then Hin founded the Orlando Christian Center and began to perform these miracle services. Healing services, claiming that God used him as the conduit for these supernatural deeds, even said that God healed him of his stutter. Um, he says that it's the amount of faith, kind of like you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's if you're if you have these problems and you are not healed, it's because you don't have enough faith. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine, like you just hear a person that's sick, and the guy's like, "Hey, man, you just don't believe hard enough." Like that, it, like how frustrating. But also, I just wonder like, how do you stay around that, though? If someone's mm-hmm. like, hey, you just don't believe hard enough. Listen, that's-
3: I know you're dying in the <laughs> hospital, but you gotta believe harder.
2: Like, that's, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's just so weird to me. It's um, the
1: force of faith. You want, it's what you want, Kenneth Copeland was saying. You wanna know why that's not true? <laughs> Jesus was the pinnacle of Christianity, <laughs> and he died on a cross. I, mm-hmm. I believe he believed as hard as anyone can.
2: So him claims that God is working powerfully through him to heal others and begins to list those miracles, usually stating that, um, that the ones that are invisible um, and unverifiable at the moment, so like diabetes, depression, and things like that, those are what people come to. Obviously, these are people that are working alongside Benny to make more money for him, basically, at the end of the day, and they're um, ones that are healed.
3: Um paid actors I,
2: yeah, basically for lack of a better term um, and then generally only the yeah, like we were saying, only the ones who have claimed to already have been healed are showcased on the stage um when Benny speaks, and they're often as we were talking about earlier, get slain in the spirit, which I would love to just see that just to, just to be i would i would s- just standing up there he 's like, can't... just goes to touch it, and you just don't fall down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can't exactly wait for I, do. I can't wait for one person to go up there and be like yeah I used to have I used to have stage 4 kit and then he starts coughing <laughs> like just the worst cough imaginable and he gets struck with <laughs> sickness right there
2: and so the bad part of this and like you're manipulating these people into mm-hmm. giving countless amounts of money and that's like it's where this whole prosperity gospel comes I mean not only are we teaching false doctrine but then we're robbing people of their money and telling them, "Hey, you just don't believe enough, and that's why you're in this this situation." I mean, we talk about you pr- in James five, where it talks about bringing in the elders and having them pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you can ask for healing, mm-hmm. and sometimes healing doesn't come the way you might expect. I mean, yeah. someone might move on to like into heaven, yeah. and because God knows how to. Properly heal them and perfectly heal them, and so I think it. That's just it's one of these things that it's. We like to joke about the prosperity gospel and just all these false teachers. We think it's funny, but it also I think we have to look. People at buy it. into it. You have I mean, to feel sad for these people yeah, too.
0: Mm-hmm. I just it, I, it's so crazy to me to think about. Them. It really the prosperity gospel makes you poor mm-hmm. because you're looking to the gifts before the giver. Like you're looking to what God has made, and like these things, it's like you're so poor actually because you don't have Christ. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. Um, another uh, modern day guy is Michael Todd. So Michael Todd has been on my radar for a while here, and he's inching very close to where I would. You know, I'm not gonna call him a false teacher he's just doing some really not good things he, uh, he still has chance he's of more room. of like a false substitute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never heard that one <laughs> um, So speaking of prosperity gospel a problem actually on their statement of faith a transformation church in mm-hmm. Tulsa Oklahoma when they their area that talks about like financial or like health you know that area, it says that like spiritual, mental, like okay, physical and material well-being mm. are all results of the work of Christ on the cross, which mm. is exactly what the prosperity gospel teaches and that's mm. wrong. So there was like a hardcore like red flag, red flag, um, so that's one thing. He so like in Second Peter, the big marks of false teachers and their fruits are they're either money-crazy, power-crazy, or sex-crazy, or a combination they sin against themselves. all three. Yeah. They sin against themselves, others, and God, excuse me. Um, So Michael Todd posts very sensual pictures of his wife. Mm. Um, He has posted uh, videos of him grinding on things and people, which is very inappropriate. he um, flaunts his wealth, he's had thousand dollar jewelries on, and uh, most recently you might have seen his Easter service, he had all kinds of secular singers, you know, people dressed up like demons, and had these three ladies dressed very inappropriately up on the front of the stage, talking Dur- about... During the, a church service. Yeah, during the church service. Yikes. Talking about the size of their butts. Seriously, in a church. It's called Transformation Church. And a he puts the back, trans and Transformation <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. He says that. <laughs> he He's talking, he's, they ask the question, he says, people are always asking me, what do I think about gay marriage? And he's like, and he says, and I, my answer is, I don't know. Nah, that's not good. He said,
1: I only have what the Bible tells me. And then, if I so the Bible,
0: and then he starts saying, "Yeah, if I were God, I would have made it more clear." I don't know why you struggle. It doesn't get know why any God more clear made it like this. And he's basically he apologizes for what God has said because he's scared to stand firm on the truth. And this last thing at the Easter service was just okay. If, if they if things happened that were bad on screen or on stage, okay, and then he apologizes for it, but no. He took a video of him in his closet with like all of his clothes, and he's like, "Man, that was just so beautiful." And if you weren't there, I need you to come. You need to come to Transformation Church. It's where God's moving. It's where things are happening. Like this is where it is. Like, and then he has a very, really recent a little. He's preaching. He's got his cornrows and his hair is all crazy, and he's wearing like this crazy outfit and he says um it's got the prada on yeah it's for i don't know what it is he's dressed like a crazy person and he says we're gonna do everything short of sin to get people like he's like we're gonna go crazy in one verse that i just thought of is james 4 4 says you adulterous people don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against god therefore anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of god
2: I'm just going to say I can confirm that God is moving in that church. He is currently packing his things up and <laughs> yes. going out that door. It's he is asleep. asleep.
1: <laughs> all right. We got... We're going... We went from old school. We're going to new school. That's, Maybe. I mean, the I first three... Going, yes, first we, got, three, we got new school, okay? We're on new school. This is going from grandfather is, to the baby. This is Brandon Robertson, or should I say Reverend Brandon Robertson. Reverend uh, if you want a good laugh, go look him up on TikTok, R-E-V... Brandon Robertson. Creative. Great uh, shout out. Give him a plug. Yeah. He's going to have
2: followers after this. Thanks, Riley. Don't follow him.
1: <laughs> Just go and look at it. It's If you know anything about your Bible, you'll have a good laugh. Um, but I have some underlines under his name. Uh, he practices homosexuality. Uh, he's very uh, adamant about homosexuality and how God uh, doesn't actually think that homosexuality is wrong. Uh Go read Leviticus 18.22 again. Yes, he is. God is against homosexuality. Um, he's agnostic. Uh, so, <laughs> there's something. He doesn't know if God's real. Riley
2: just reading this just makes this better.
1: <laughs> Listen, don't interrupt. I got five minutes. And he's... He seems to be church hurt. I uh, watched one of his more recent TikToks, mm-hmm. and it talked about how he had struggled with homosexuality in his old church. Through his childhood, they had told him that it was evil, which it is. Mm-hmm. And so he left, and mm-hmm. then he was struggled and he struggled to keep his faith, is what he said. And then he found a church in Chicago that uh, affirmed homosexuality, and then he started a movement of affirming homosexuality in churches. Um, So he's really good at starting movements. He's really good at speaking, just not really good at making logical speeches. Um, Here's some hot takes from Brandon Robertson. Uh, Robertson. He has a subcategory on his TikTok page. This was the first video. Uh, First words from Brandon Robertson were, I'm not interested in being a Christian. I'm interested in following Jesus, okay. so I want to remind you of those words I just said. He's a good speaker. Mm. Nothing is logical. Mm. What does that mean? Uh, Christian literally translates to little Christ.
0: They were first called Christians at Antioch in yeah. the Book of Acts.
1: And I mean, there's a word for following Jesus. It is right on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of. Oh wait, now it's Christian. <laughs> it's Christian. <laughs> Right. He just likes to speak. He likes the sound of his own voice. So there's that. Uh, Next thing he says is, Jesus did not start Christianity. Who did? He might not have said in the Bible, I'm starting Christianity on this date. (laughs) But Christianity is rooted around Christ. Did he, Christ. Did he
3: ask who did? or No, you, he oh. just
1: said there, he's not. But he didn't
3: give any other... No, he
1: doesn't have to give reasonable explanations. No. Right, yeah. Because yeah. he's a false teacher. Yeah, um, true, unlogical. But I don't even have to go to the Bible to find the answer to this one. This is in Webster's Dictionary. It defines Christianity as a religion derived from Christ. Hmm. Sounds Talks like as a fountain.
3: Christ is in the name for a reason. Definitely. So, Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> it was yes. Buddha. I think I remember that. Name. And
1: then oh, I'm sorry, he says, <laughs> Jesus never stepped... This is the only thing he probably has right. Jesus never stepped one foot into a Christian church. That's like saying, Martin Luther King Jr. never stepped into one of his memorials. <laughs> you want to know why? Because the Christian churches... Or started after Jesus had died. People, think about what people are saying. When you're listening to anything about theology, do not just sit there and agree with everything they said because they put a Christian label on it. Listen to what they're saying. I'm no theologian by any means. And I can just sit here and laugh at this guy for hours because nothing he says makes any sense. It does not line up with anything in the Bible. Brandon Robertson needs Jesus. He needs to come back. He, I can't even remember what he said. He said, and uh, I don't know if this is still up because he got a lot of hate on this video. um, And I think I unsaved it. But he said, I am a false teacher. If, and then he starts listing a bunch of things. He says, If homosexuality is wrong in the Bible, I'm a false teacher. If he just straight up admits it. If works based, if Jesus Mm -hmm. is the only way to salvation, I'm a false teacher. It's like all these. He goes on. He goes on (laughs) and keeps digging a deeper hole.
3: Wow. Everything that the Bible says, no, I'm
1: contradicting it. I agree that Brandon is a false teacher. Everybody at this table agrees.
0: Including Brandon. Robertson. Including Brandon (laughs) Robertson.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm going to give the podcast here a good old Troy Bartos line. When someone tells you anything related to scripture, look it up or or shut shut up.
1: Dang. All right. I think we can go on to the next guy.
2: And last we go
1: to Mr. Stephen Furtick, who I feel like can
2: fly under the radar of a false teacher sometimes. Kind of like you were talking about Mm Ethan. Just it's something about the way he speaks. It's the passion in which he speaks in that can almost make it seem like, oh, there's no way this dude could ever mislead me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love my wife to death. I think she could mislead me. I mean, I'm i being yeah. honest. No. So, yeah. so first off, you I mean, did it yeah, definitely right true. there. So you're I mean, both going to
1: be getting flack in about two weeks. Eh,
2: it's all right. It'll it'll be tomorrow morning in the gym. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure we all have heard the term "birds of a feather flock together." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this you you the people you surround yourself with are generally the type yeah. of pe- person you are. Yeah. So and he associates himself with the likes of TD Jakes, which we know to be a false teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, he's referred to Joyce Meyer as the greatest biblical teacher alive today. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs>
0: I mean, if, if we just we could just probably cut the podcast there. This man went to Southern Seminary, and he sat in the back of the classes and thought it was all stupid. Went to, my professors have told stories about him. That, that's a yikes. That, so,
3: that's a yikes on that one.
2: So AJ actually informed me of this one today. It's the, um, he, the little gods uh, promoting man and demoting God. Basically, trying to say that God, what? Or yeah, he was talking about how uh, humans have the same attributes as God; they can do the same mm-hmm. things that God can do. Um, and then, kind of like Kim talked about, where Moses and um, God are talking in Exodus, mm-hmm. and he says, "What will I tell them? Like, mm-hmm. like who will who will I say you are?" And he says, "I am who I am." Stephen <laughs> says God is trying to say to Moses that you are. As I am. Mm. <laughs>
0: that's, oh my goodness. Yes. That's, and, no, that's, been it. <laughs> that's been
2: all over <laughs> that's recently. The, I, yeah, no. So, if you and if you literally go to Jeremiah ten six or Isaiah forty six nine, it's literally two places that show there is one God. We mm. are not the same as God because God.
3: Well, no, is, no, we're not. He's I, big God, we're yeah, little God. Yeah,
2: and God, like God, is omnipresent. I'm pretty sure I'm not at Top Golf with my wife right now. I'm pretty sure I'm in a, a podcast. A top team. Golf? Yeah, my wife is at Top Golf I'm right go now. To top Golf. I know. <laughs> we should uh, go to get, Top Golf one time. <laughs> they
0: getting get one called like Jump Shot? Is that like, where you <laughs> shoot basketball? I'm no clue. Um <laughs> Sorry. Then another thing he talks
2: about is um, modalism, which mm, is the unbel- yeah, unbel- yeah, unbiblical biblical belief, belief, belief or idea that there is. One God, who was only one person, yeah. and within yeah. that, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Mm-hmm. We're just seeing them in three different manifestations of the same person. Mm-hmm. And it's just saying, like, God which, is changing forms, which mm-hmm. makes it sound like God's a Pokemon and he's evolving. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh! God is evolving! I mean, that's legitimately kind of what it sounds like, and it's... I'm,
3: what would his final form be? Would his final form be Father?
0: Uh, I would hope so. You have a problem with the baptism of Jesus... Mm-hmm. Father speaking, Spirit descending on the Son. Or the all deaths. Imagine yeah, picking that Jesus bad boy. From the,
1: spirit. From the Spirit. <laughs> the Spirit. Yeah. yeah I, and God's turned away. God's yeah. not looking.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't <coughs> know how you think of that. I mean, it literally that talks about it. so little sense. In John, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's talking about leaving them, but he's going mm. to send his Spirit back. Yeah. I mean, that's one piece of scripture that contradicts the idea of modalism completely. Okay, so the
3: evolutionary line is Son, Holy Spirit, and then Father. No. Ah, I don't
1: know. (laughs) Or is it Father, (laughs) Son, and then Holy Spirit? There's no order of importance.
3: No, it's the Pokemon joke (laughs) that I was... Yeah.
2: yeah. So, this is an interesting (laughs) one, that it's... It's revelation, not transformation. And what he believes is that following Jesus Christ doesn't change you into something, it just reveals what you have always been. Yeah, and true. if you go to Romans 12:2, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good and pleasing, perfect will. If you go over to the book of 1 Corinthians, or, yeah, 2 Corinthians, my bad, Uh, chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old one has gone, the new is here. So, clearly, contradicts that idea. So, teaching people that, that shows another place where he's a false teacher. Um, This one just absolutely blew me away. So, he teaches that, God broke his own law. And so here's what he says. He said that God created a good law, then broke his own law, and did it because he loves us. The idea that love is greater than the law, and yeah, sure, that might sound good, Mm -hmm. but it's opposite of exactly what the Bible teaches. God, first off, God is not subject to um, any law. That would make him subordinate to the law, And to the one who gave, yeah, to the one who gave the law. Instead, we see in scripture that God is sovereign, and that makes him, none like him. Like we went back to Isaiah, the book of Jeremiah, where there is one God. Um, So there's that as a problem, first off. Um, And that, yeah, there's none above him, and so on. God created supreme authority in all things, and is subject to none. And the second thing is that Jesus did not break the law, but came to fulfill the law and died on the cross for us. God followed his law to the letter Mm -hmm. by saying sin must be punished. He had, Jesus Christ had to die on the cross. Mm -hmm. So nowhere was the law broken. It was fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so you see there, that's just like going through it, just breaking it down. There's multiple just things. And so... It's, it's sad to see because all six of these people that we have talked about probably have massive followings, much bigger followings than oh, this huge. podcast will ever have. They'll reach more people. And that's the bad part of what, with false teachers, because like you talked about with the itching ears, it's, it's mm-hmm. just giving people what they want to hear. And that's what hurts the gospel. That's what hurts true biblical doctrine, is people just spreading falsehoods to everybody. And so, it's on good teachers like like Kinzer, like AJ, like me, like Riley, to teach what the Bible teaches, but it's also on you guys as the listener to make sure that when you hear something, you're not just accepting it as true. Yeah, fact check us. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you don't agree with something, look it up. I mean, I'm sure we're probably going to give some kind of biblical reference, and if you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. But... Fact check us. Don't just take us at our word. I'm sure we have some kind of explanation for why we've said what we've said.
0: Um, you yeah. close, maybe just close us by reading that. So um, we're low on
3: time here, so I'm going to close by reading Matthew 16:5 through 12. The yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Jesus said, Be careful. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, It is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, You of little faith, why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand and how many baskets full that we gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000, and how many basketfuls you had left over then? How is it that you don't understand that I will not be talking to you about bread, but be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Then they understood that he was not telling them to be the guard against the yeast used in bread, but instead the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees.
2: We will talk to you guys next week. Peace.